0: This is the Best of Daily Devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. The Gospel of John, Chapter 3. Now all the world is divided really into two classes of people today, the redeemed and the unredeemed. There is no in-between. There is no marginal Christian, no sort of saved. The one who believes, and again, the word is commits, as in commits himself to Christ, well, that individual is no longer condemned. But the one who does not so believe is not committed to Christ, unless he or she is therefore well condemned already, already in bondage, already controlled. This is because by default, We are not free, no matter how much we claim that we are. We are chained rather to this world, addicted to its pleasures, addicted to its material buzz. It controls us. What is really sad here is that this issue so often takes a lifetime for us to understand and by then, well, we've wasted the best years of our life. The bottom line in this matter is that God does not send his son into the world to condemn it simply because it was and, well, is condemned already. As Romans so clearly tells us, quote, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In quote. The world, all of us, are already guilty. Verse 19 says, this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their works were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and doesn't come to the light lest his works would be exposed. So now, what exactly are these unbelievers guilty of? Simply loving the darkness rather than the light. However, Jesus has opened their eyes and now... They and we, according to Romans 1.20, are without excuse. Their deeds were evil. Their works were evil. Now, we can claim that despite the fact that we operate outside of His clear instructions that well, we really do love Him and we really are Christians. Really. <laughs> but Christ Himself clearly states that if we practice evil, we in truth hate the light the light that is himself, God's only son. And we tend to prove our guilty conscience by trying to stay as far away from the light, as well as those who bear it, as we possibly can. So if you're in that boat, we wanna stay away from church and everyone associated with it, or at least the church that knows us and is truly aware of who and what we are, because we don't want anyone to know what we're doing, because it's rotten and it stinks. And according to our text, these folks that are in that situation, they do not love Jesus. In fact, according to Christ himself, they hate him. That's the facts, no matter what we want to claim. But he who does the truth comes to the light, verse 21, that his works may be revealed that they have been done in God. Nicodemus has asked us, in verse nine, how can these things be? And that is what the world at large is asking, even today. Nick, he came looking for the light, and the light himself spoke to him the truth—truth truth in a world that lies. We, in our natural state, were blind. So, how can a blind man see anything, e- even the bright light of Christ? Thus, Christ had to be more than just a role model. He had to be more than just a, a guru in which a, to model our lives after. We had to have something. We had to have something better, someone better, that could actually open our eyes. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 11, declares unto us the gospel, telling us Christ died for our sins. Hmm, no record there about the great things Jesus said or about his moral teachings or his supreme life example. In fact, no reference to life or action was given therein at all, however glorious it was. It appears the gospel did not begin in Bethlehem, but rather it began at the cross. But he who does the truth comes to the light. They come so that what they are and what they do can be clearly seen by all. It's it's what we call accountability. And those who operate in the light are not afraid of that. For they operate in the open anyway, knowing that God sees them, so it's okay if others see them too. In fact, these folks love the light, and they live their lives in that light. That's a believer, one who has committed his or her life to Christ, and furthermore, it is evident in the light to everyone. Verse 21 of our text says, "But he who does the truth comes to the light that his works may be revealed and that they have been done in God. After these things, Jesus came with his disciples into the land of Judea. He stayed there with them and was baptized. John also was baptizing in Enon near Salim because there was much water there. They came and they were baptized for John was not yet thrown into prison. Now, I find it really interesting to see what John's criteria was here for moving on uh, into baptism at, at this place at this time. And it was not some, well super spiritual decision. It wasn't some master ministry plan that was reached after fasting and extended prayer. Now, don't get me wrong, certainly there's no problem with fasting and extended prayer. But I think we're so often apt to place a hyper-religious framework on something that it's not called for. Often we need to step back and demystify the seeking and finding of God's will. John baptized simply, because there was a lot of water where he was. Many of us try to put a spin on what we do for God because, in essence, we're fearful in our common sense obedience and because we do not, well, walk in the Spirit, but rather we visit the Spirit. And we do that when we are, you know, in need. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.